Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bombas socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, snap. We sound better than we did last week already, man. But, yo, look. Check this out, man. Phoenix is out my doghouse this week. Cleveland, welcome to the doghouse. Bradley Bill and Draymond fight it out WWE style. And Josh Smith just sought 1.5 million bricks to sign with the Pelicans. All that and so much more with episode number 25. What up, Steve Kerr of Got Him Coach? You're listening to Got Em Coach, the show that brings sneakerheads and ballplayers together. Now, here's your host with over 200 pairs of sneakers, Tyrone Smith. Yo, yo, yo. Yeah, I'm in the building today, man. Y'all know. Hey, look, check this out, man. Episode number 25 here. Doing it big, doing it well, doing it major. Major, major movements going on. It's a happy, exciting time if you a if you a got'em coach supporter, along with myself because you know everything that I do, you know I'm always supportive and and happy with, you know because that's what you gotta be, you know if you ain't happy about what you're doing, man, then what's the purpose of doing it, you know? You know that's how I feel, you know. It's whatever, but um. Y'all already know what time it is, man. Episode number 25 of the show. Well, after eating six bags of Skittles, I still can't taste the rainbow, man. Ain't that crazy? Got him, coach. Yes, 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 man. And I am your host, Tyrone Smith, a.k.a. Ron2 Exclusive, a.k.a. Mr. Hustle Bandit, a.k.a. Mr. Sneaker Bandit, spinning around the world, spinning around the world, bruh. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. No, no, no. Not this week. We got a new one. Old Tyrone, he has some hair spinning on his head, and the hair on his head has some waves spinning on his head with a spin, spin here and a spin, spin there, here, spin there, spin everywhere, spin, spin. Old Tyrone, he has some hair spinning on his head. Daytona 360 alive in the flesh, 
And y'all already know. You already know. You already know. What I come to do. I come to give y'all that Dylan Dillinger hot fire. That H E A T. He. already know how it go hey but check this out man before we get into the festivities of today's episode we gotta discuss something serious something major something that just changed the land frame of the land of landosities the, the the ground is shaking the earth is moving up down around and around the corners of up it's just ah, i don't know <laughs> no but on a serious note check this out man before we get into this episode um i want to send my congratulations to my mommy my mommy she's She's leaving the nest, y'all. She's left the nest. She's gone. She she she's gone. Bye bye. She's going to pursue her ministerial dreams of becoming a pastor, and I'm so proud. I'm so proud of my mother um, for stepping out on faith and going about, you know, doing the Lord's work. You know, a lot of people when it's day time, you know, when it's day time, you know, it get it get a little uncomfortable. And you, question a lot of different things and you ask why do I have to go here or why is this happening to me and why can't this just be a smooth transition on to something great like you want it to be but sometimes you just got to go with the flow of what's going on and this particular thing called for my mother to leave me and go and move out of the state and go pursue her dream. And I mean, personally, in the beginning, I wasn't too happy about it. You know, like, okay, whatever. Okay. But, you know what? I'm 28 years old. I'm, I've done a very, very, very great job of taking care of myself. As independent as you can possibly be. Um, at this point, you know. She's done her job. (laughs) She's done everything that she needed to do. Her son's not involved with the criminal system. Um, Her son has a good job. Her son has his own vehicle. Her son has his own place to to lay his head. Her son has his own startup little business that he's going about. So, at this point, I mean... Mama, go do your thing. Go do your thing. I'll be down there soon to see you soon. If I don't like it, you got to come back. So, you know, when I come down there, hopefully, you know, I, I get some of that hospitality that I'll be hearing so so much about in the South. Because if I don't get no Southern hospitality, when I come back, you coming back with me. I will drag you with me. I will put, a, I will put some handcuffs around your ankle and I will drag you with me. No, I'm just playing. But, uh, yeah, my mom, she's going on to bigger and better things, and I'm excited for her. All right, now that we got that out the way. <laughs> now that we've gotten that out the way, hey, 
I think it's time for me to discuss some things that's been going on this week because I think it's just imperative that I that I talk about these things, man. Um, actually, what happened was I was actually going to record early this morning, well, early yesterday morning, but um, by the time I got up, you know, it was already it was already two o'clock. You know, I got up early. I got up early with the intent to record, but. I was like, nah, bro, I ain't feeling this, man. I'm about to go back to bed. So I went back to bed. I didn't get up at 2 o'clock. You know, I had to take care of some stuff. Hey, yo, YouTube. Hey, the YouTube channel is about to come soon, man. I'm about, I'm, I'll leave the information for y'all um, next episode, which will be up Tuesday. So y'all be on the lookout for that. Um, I'll give y'all information on how y'all just can't subscribe. <laughs> I'm tripping. <laughs> I'm gonna get y'all information on how y'all to can subscribe. What is wrong with me? What's wrong? I'm slurring. I'm, I can't get my words right. How to subscribe to the channel? Um, you know, this is about to be really, really exciting. But it's about to be a grind. But you know what, man? Every everything about everything is a grind. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's a grind. In everything. You know, everything ain't about. Everything is not gonna come easy to you no matter what anybody says man it ain't nobody and everything ain't coming easy to you man so look check this out um i wanted to wait till the slate of basketball games ended tonight well last night um mainly because i wanted to see if what i if i had to kind of go away from the from the direction of the show and from what i've seen i don't have to go away from the direction of the show but before i start man Shout out to the Pistons, man. They they doing that, and it's a little hometown bias, you know, <laughs> being from Detroit. But um, they out there doing it, man. They doing it. They beat the undefeated Clippers, beat them, and they just beat the defending champion Warriors. Now the Warriors ain't looking too hot right now, you know. They they struggling a little bit. I think they're taking every opponent. Um, I think they're taking they're taking them for granted, and these teams is coming out and punching them in the mouth, literally. We'll get into that a little later, <laughs> but look, check this out, man. I got some stories that I wanted to uh, touch on real quick. A couple basketball stories that I wanted to touch on real quick. So, uh, cue me some b-ball music in the snap of my fingers. Yeah. All right, that's what I'm talking about, man. Look, you can't you can't talk news without the little the little. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm feeling good right now. Make me want to go lace up my J's, man. Go put my compression shorts on and go ball out, man. That's how I'm feeling right now. But hey, look, check this out. Couple, couple observations that I discovered this week, because you know I've been, I've been heavy on the basketball scene, even, even with my, uh, <laughs> my, my, my lack of, of uh, connection. You know, sprint is just, it's just the worst. But you know, from what I, from what I got, I, I was able to, to, to gather a little something, something for y'all, man. But first thing I wanted to gather was these Memphis Grizzlies, man. These Memphis, but these Memphis Grizzlies might be the best team in the NBA right now. And that's saying a lot. And the only reason I say that is because the first week of the season, man, you looked at it. Houston was out there doing their thing, man. They ain't had, they ain't had Chris Paul. James Harden was out there balling. Um, they beat Philly on the last second shot. They was out there balling. So this Memphis-Houston game was a stepping stone for Memphis. You kind of get to see, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you play your early games, you know, you kind of get teams that's just kind of still trying to feel their way out. And then you go against a, a contender, a league contender, and then you, you get to kind of measure yourself where you are as a team. And is it is was the first couple games a facade or maybe – 
this is the beginning of something special. And from the game that I saw, that Memphis-Houston game, Memphis came out and punched him in the mouth, punched him in the gut, punched him in the jaw a couple times, gave him a pedigree, a Stone Cold Stunner. I think I seen a couple rock bottoms, an RKO, a jackhammer, a Famouser, seen a last rod, a choke slam. I mean, they, they literally handed it to this team. And when you look at this Memphis team, this is the crazy thing about this Memphis team because in my initial review of Memphis, I've, I've always said Memphis is going to be in that contention, maybe for that last playoff spot. They might not make it. Um, when you look at the, the way that their team was built for so long, the grit and grind team that they had, uh, and they lost some key pieces, man. They lost Mr. 20 and 10, Zach Randolph, you know. They lost, um, who else did they lose? They lost the, the grandfather. I think that's what they call him, the grandfather. Tony Allen. Um, they lost Vince Carter, you know, so they lost some legitimate pieces. And the team is older, and, you know, you just didn't you didn't know. You didn't know. They had a lot of young players who was going to be stepping in, stepping into roles or playing, and um, you just didn't know with this team. And, you know, that's the one thing about give Wayne Tisdale, the coach of the Grizzlies, some credit because he has them boys out there playing. I mean, like, playing. Ball when the rookie is looking nice. A very good contributor to the team. Uh, Conley and Gasol are playing out of their minds. Um, this team is, is is coming together. It's coming together. And the fact that they beat Houston and they beat Golden State is very impressive. And you have to look at Memphis. It may not last for the whole season, but right now Memphis is looking like the best team in the NBA. Uh, close second will be my Detroit Pistons because they beat the undefeated Clippers and the Golden State Warriors. You know, so a little, little hometown bias, but uh, you know, that's just what it is. <laughs> Next story, let's talk about Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Cousins was out there going crazy this week, man. He put up 40. Now, I might not, I might even be wrong, but it might, I think it was 46 23 and 6 against Sacramento in a game in which he said was nervous. He was nervous. Um, that game initially, I mean, Sacramento was looking nice, man. Sacramento was looking nice. They were doing everything that they needed to do. And all of a sudden, New Orleans just came and mounted a comeback, man. A, a very good comeback. And then, DeMarcus Cousins follows that game up with a triple-double against the Cavaliers in which they won. Now, if, that, if the Pelicans can get this kind of DeMarcus Cousins, the DeMarcus Cousins where he ain't, you know, just on that, on that, on that tip, where he's mad at everybody and he feels everybody's out to get him. He's just out there playing ball. New Orleans is going to look nice. Look nice. They look nice. But they look nice against the Cavaliers. And they look nice coming back against the um, the Kings. Um, one thing that I've always said about the Pelicans. I initially, and I still do, I have them out of the playoffs. Because while they're playing well now, they're going to have, I think they're going to have a lot of games where that outside shot isn't going to fall like it has been falling from the past couple games um they have their they have their big three quote unquote with davis cousins and drew holiday they need a fourth guy to come in step into their role and be a guy who can give them legitimate points outside of the three because davis and cousins can you know easily score if they score 90 points davis and cousins can easily score 70 of them points Drew Holiday can maybe have another 12, and then you just had you just got uh, the assortment of eight points to go around for the whole roster. But um, Etwan Moore is stepping up 
and really being a catalyst for that team. Um, he put up about 22 points against the Cavaliers, and he's been playing well. He put up 19 against the Lakers. I'm not sure, exactly sure what his number was against the Kings, but he's really a guy who's stepping into that 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 fourth option role as a guy who can alleviate some of the pressure off Boogie Davis and uh, Drew Holiday. Um, I would expect DeMarcus Cousins to win Player of the Week. If 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 I don't think the award goes out this week, but if it was to go out this week, man, give Cousins he he deserves Player of the Week this week because he um he did his thing, man. Now we talking about punches and kicks and RKO's and Stone Cold Stunners. Draymond Bradley Bill stepping to the ring. Hey yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, wait, wait. We got to change the music up here. Because if we're going to be talking about fighting, we got to put that Street Fighter. We got to put the Street Fighter on for me, please. Put the Street Fighter on. All right. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So, look. <laughs> Traymond Bradley Bill got into a little Street Fighter style street fight. It, it, it was kind of funny, man. But, hey, look. Bill started it. Um, he he kind of whacked Draymond in the back of the head kind of good. Um, and like he initiated it the whole way. Uh, people would say that Draymond was trying to get him off of him. It looked like a little choke to me. Like he had him a little hemmed up a little bit. Um, not too much, nothing about nothing. But uh, Bill did get fined fifty thousand dollars. Draymond got fined twenty five. Um, Marcus Morris is it, no Markeith Morris. Marcus Morris is on the Celtics. Markeith Morris is some no-name dude on the on the uh, Wizards. Got off the bench, and you know if you leave the bench area, that's an automatic one-game suspension. So uh, Morris is out with a sports hernia injury, so he won't serve his suspension until he's cleared to play. And that other guy, he wasn't playing no way, so I mean, it, it ain't really no effect on. <laughs> On what the Wizards do going forward, but uh, um, yeah, man, Bradley Bill out there fighting with Draymond. You know the crazy part about it is the Wizards had that game in control all night, all night. You know they had an 18 point lead, and eventually Steph and Kevin Durant they just went crazy, and and, and they defeated the um, they defeated them. The Warriors been struggling though, man. That's that's wild. The Warriors has really been struggling on the fact that. They let these teams get these double-digit double leads on them, and then they have to rely on the very good offensive firepower that they do have to get them back in the game. It's like they coast for about 40, 43 minutes, and then that last five minutes of the game, then they want to play and, you know, have to fight their way back to win. Um, it worked for them in some games, but... As as I seen tonight, you know they had a, a eight point lead, even double digit lead up on the Pistons, and you know, right around that time where Golden State makes that run, the Pistons knuckled down and held them held them in check to the point where they won the game. So uh, Golden State, I mean, they gonna have to start treating these teams like a uh, like like legitimate like legitimate teams that come to play. That's what I see. But uh, yeah, Draymond and Bill, man. <laughs> nice little street fighter. Nice little street fighter fight. If I had to compare the two, it would be uh, what's the? I can't think of the dude, the the boxer dude from Street Fighter. But I think it's Bullfrog. Is it Bullfrog? <laughs> Bullfrog against some um, who? Who do Bill look like to be? Uh, 
we we gonna go with the with the uh is it Gao? I think it's Gao. Bullfrog against Gao. That's that's what I saw last. <laughs> but um yeah, Phoenix. Y'all know I was so hard on my Phoenix Suns, man. I was so hard on the Phoenix Suns. They was out there playing like trash. I mean trash. Like they was playing like they team. Look, I could have got nine. I could have got fourteen of my homies. We could have put the team together, and I'm guarantee we would have scored at least ninety-five points against Phoenix. And we we not even professional ball players. That's how bad they was looking. Like it seemed like everybody could score on them. Um, but who knew firing their coach, me going on a rant about them because you know I went on the I went on a I went on an all-time rant about Phoenix. It, it was kind of stolen from Charles Barkley, you know, talking about the nachos and the hot dog buns, you know. But I had the flavor with the uh, <laughs> with the with the weave tracks from the uh, from the cheerleaders, you know. They just they just let the track they just let the track go all out of whack once they lost that game by forty something points against Portland. But um, and they and they sent Drew Ble- Drew Bledsoe. They sent Eric Bledsoe home and told him not to come back. Like, nah, bro, we about to trade you. But until we trade you, um, you ain't allowed back on this team. And all of that. And Phoenix won two out of three games. They beat Sacramento by two. Not granted, they let them score 115 points. But hey, shoot, we ain't gonna talk about that. They beat Utah and they gave Portland last night. Last night. Night before, night before, Saturday night, yeah, Saturday night they gave Portland a, uh, a good run. It was a good, it was a good game for about forty six minutes, and then that that young, youthful, inexperience kicked in for a Phoenix team, and they eventually end up losing. But from what I've seen from Jay Triano, the interim coach of the Suns, I'm, I'm liking what he's doing. First of all, he's take he's not using the the. Uh, Eric Bledsoe, Devin Booker, T.J. Warren, uh, Josh Jackson, Tyson Chandler lineup. Their lineup is way too small. No rebounder besides Chandler, and Chandler can't get on the board. So um, he kind of simpled it down. Chris is in the starting lineup. Josh Jackson is moved down to the bench. T.J. Warren is starting, and you can start to see a little ripple effects of of success from that from that five. Also, Mike James, the rookie point guard, is a is the starting point guard now. So when you look at this Phoenix team, um, they might not, they're, they're they're still not going to make the playoffs this year, and they're they're probably still going to be fighting with the Lakers as the worst team in the NBA, the worst Western Conference team in the NBA. But um, you see signs of improvement, and if I think if I I think Jay Triano, if he can continue to show improvement with this Suns roster, I think he'll be signed on long term, and he could be the coach. It looks like the team is. Um, responding to him way better than they was Earl Watson, so that's a good sign. Um, if you're Jay Triano to get those guys to to buy into what you're trying to do, um, as a coach and go out there and put it on the court. So, those were my four stories that I wanted to talk about this week. Now let's get into the top five stories, top five additional stories of the week. Yeah, your boy working overtime, <laughs> working overtime this week, man. Y'all already know how I go, man. Got him, Coach, episode number 25. Steve Kerr, what up? Let's get it. Sit back and relax. Time to have some knowledge dropped on you. 
All right, as I stated in the um, beginning of the episode, man, Josh Smith just shot up 1.5 million bricks to get his way to the Pelicans. Um, let me be clear. Let me be clear. Um, Josh Smith is a very capable rotational player on the NBA roster. When he played for the Hawks, he was probably one of the best defensive, one of the best defensive force. His athleticism was unmatched unmatched for him to be 6'9 and for him to fly the way he flies with the long arms he had the ability to not only score the ball but he was going down there in the paint grabbing rebounds he was pushing the ball up the floor with assists and he was playing defense when he got to Detroit um the 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 whole experiment with Josh Smith Andre Drummond and Greg Monroe on paper looked nice but all three of them played the same game and it seemed like Josh Smith had to kind of step outside of his normal game and try to step into a different realm of his game, which included shooting threes. Now, he shot threes when he was with Atlanta, um, but he shot way too many threes in Detroit than he needed to. And the thing about it is when you shoot threes, and when you shoot, period, um... I mean, he has the confidence. You don't, you know, he has the confidence to to to, to jack up the threes and, and and break them. And despite breaking them, he's still gonna shoot. So you gotta give him that. And like, he has the confidence to do that. But I mean, if you're going 28 percent for your career as a three-point shooter, you gotta understand that maybe three-point shooting isn't in your in your repertoire, of your game. You just gotta stick to what you know best. Let me give you a perfect example. My player on NBA 2K18 isn't a three-point shooter. But you're not going to see me out there jacking up 25 threes with my player because I know I can't shoot threes. What are you? What you are going to see, though, I'm going to sneak right around in that mid-range game. I'm going to stick right around in that paint because that's where I'm good at. Oh, and passing, rebounding the ball, and playing defense. You know, but that's real life. That's real life, Tyrone, too. That's not That's not just the my player on 2K18. That's the real life version of me, too. But, um... I'm not about to go out to the three-point line and jack up all these shots when I know that I'm not a three-point shooter. You know, eventually you gotta you gotta stick to the strengths of your game and elevate those strengths to where your weaknesses. Yeah, I mean it could be a burden, but your strengths is gonna outweigh the weaknesses. That's just my personal opinion. Anyways, um, Josh Smith has signed with the Pelicans, veterans veterans minimum. Um, he was able to sign with them because of the uh, injury, the hardship exception, exemption exception that the Pelicans have. They have a whole bunch of players, Solomon Hill, Rajon Rondo, um, to name a few that are on the injury list, Alexis Agensa. So they have a lot of different players on the injury list right now, and they were actually able to get a little except exemption to be able to sign Josh Smith to the min- the veterans minimum contract. Now, this move as i said josh smith is a good rotational player um i like what he can give the pelicans in the sense that he's another ball handler um if you want to put him out there with a drew holiday he can you can have josh smith handle the ball you can have drew holiday coming off the screens and let drew holiday be more of a scorer um he has the ability to rebound he's another big body for the pelicans um, but I, what I don't like is what, I, what I've always said, that the Pelicans need three-point shooting. This move doesn't help them at all. And when Rondo come back, that definitely isn't going to help them. 
and I hope they don't put both of them on the court at the same time because they ain't gonna score no points unless <laughs> unless unless Boogie and Davis is out there with them they're not gonna score any points and even if that's the event their Boogie or Davis is gonna score, score the points to the point where they're like hey look hey hey go double team him let let Rondo and Smith beat us and that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be torture but um from what I've seen he didn't play in the game against uh Sacramento um, he played garbage minutes against the uh, Cavaliers. So what I'm looking for, what is probably being looked at is he's going to be one of those guys who gets garbage time um, in the quarter situations. Maybe he'll be an extra body out there to get fouls when they're going up against like a cat or somebody of that nature. So uh, overall, if the Pelicans decide to use Josh Smith in a rotational uh, type of, of, of role, um, he could be very beneficial to a Pelicans team. Um but in terms of three-point shooting what they really need um this doesn't help them at all not not the not even one bit and you know boogie he got an attitude and i'm just imagining like what if they had a situation where all three of them was on the court fast break you got boogie one running the left wing you got davis running the right wing you got josh handling the ball coming up the middle he could pass it to either one of them but instead he stops and pops a three I wonder what that locker room gonna be like, cause I'm sure it's gonna be all kind of RKO, Stone Cold Stunner, China Low Blows, SA Rio Moonsaults, Chris Benoit Crippler Crossface, Chris Jericho Walls of Jerichos. It's gonna be all. <laughs> it's gonna be all kind of. It's gonna be all kind of TKOs and, and 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 double KOs and and belly to belly moonsaults. All that, all that's gonna be going on if that was to happen. But look, Josh Smith, he gonna put up his threes. And that's probably why he has been relegated to garbage minutes because they not he not got to mess up the the flow of the game by jacking up 10 threes and seven possessions and turning that Pelicans two point lead to an opponent's 10 point lead. <laughs> Next story, man. Hey, hold on. Before we get into this story, we got to change the music again. Hold on. We we got to we got to change the background. I got to First of all, look, I, I I gotta turn the lights off. I, I gotta I gotta I, I gotta dim the lights. Um, I gotta I gotta put my dramatic music on. Get, I, I need I need I need some uh, soap opera music, man. Give me give me some soap opera music. I need that. I need some soap opera music right now because we getting ready to talk about these Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm gonna call it Cavs, my children. I know it's a horrible name, but look, I I just can't put it on the fly. You can come up with something better. You let me know. All right. First off, I want to start out with a move that I actually like from the Cavaliers. Um, with the injuries to Derrick Rose, no surprise. Isaiah Thomas still out with a hip injury, and Jose Calderon proving to be the trash that I thought he was going to be, no surprise. Um, LeBron was the starting point guard for a couple games for the Cavaliers. And it actually went pretty quite well. 37 and 13, one game, triple double the next game. Now, granted, they did lose. They did lose to the uh they lost to the which games was those? Cause it wasn't that magic game, because Calderon was the starter. Um, then they lost that game by like 20 something. But look, they lost to the Nets. He had a triple double and they lost to the Nets. So um yeah. But I like this move. I like this move. Mainly because 
I like Le- LeBron is an amazing playmaker. Like you can't take that away from LeBron. Like that's something that he does very, very well. Um, his ability to see the floor, see plays before anybody else can see him, um, see see things that nobody else can see, um, and he gives he gets guys into good positions to be effective. Um, whether that be behind the line or in the post or dribble drive or penetrating dish, you know, he's, he's, he's a very exceptional talent in terms of being able to get guys in the right position to make, um, to make plays. Um, so I think going forward, uh, if you know, you have problems at the point guard position to me, and this is just my personal opinion, Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose ain't got the sauce no more. He he ain't got the I mean he still got the sauce but he ain't got the he ain't got like he ain't got the chicken fingers in in the bag with the sauce to be the starting point guard. He got more like the get a family pack your mom and and your cousins if it's a if it's a 10 piece uh chicken tender, you know, your mom and your cousin might get like seven of them and they leave you three. But they don't leave you they don't leave you no ranch. So you just you just got the chicken to the dry chicken tenders that you got to eat by yourself, you know that's that's kind of what Derrick Rose is. I mean he 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 still has the ability to make something of it, but you just don't know what he's gonna be able to make of it. I don't know if that was a good analogy, but in my head that sounded good. <laughs> but um, yeah man. So look. look, he came. Derrick Rose came back um tonight. Uh, he started at point guard for the Cavaliers. And they got destroyed by the Knicks. So you tell me what's going on. And matter of fact, what is going on with the Cavs, man? They ain't losing by 20, 20 points plus like twenty plus points to the Magic. Now don't get me wrong, Orlando is looking nice. They're playing hard. Vucevic is playing at, at an All Star level. Jonathan Simmons, he's playing. He's he's been a very good signing for that team. Evan Fournier, he's doing his thing. Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon is doing his thing. Um, Alfred Payton is making me look like a fool because I have so much faith in Alfred Payton and he, he's stinking up a joint. Now, granted, he ain't played, but the games he's played, he ain't he ain't got the he ain't got the sauce either. So look, this is what I said. Matter of fact, we'll 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 step into that later. I ain't gonna step into it now. But um, the Cavaliers are struggling right now. The Cavaliers are really really struggling right now, and this just made me think when they were going through the struggle with Black and they was going 19 and 20. No, 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 no. That wasn't the year. It was the year after. I think they were like 26 and 12 or something like that. They had a, they were over 500. They was like double digit games over 500. But they fired Black. And this just makes me wonder if the Cavaliers continue to struggle uh, with LeBron pendingly not being there, is they going to fire Teron Lou? I don't think they're going to fire him. But, you know, you can just kind of see, like, I was watching the Brooklyn Cavaliers game and LeBron had the most poutish sequence I had ever seen from a from a, a superstar like he got the ball and I get I'm guessing it was a, it was a give and go or something in that nature where he got the ball and he passed it um and it was a turnover or oh, I think it was Kevin Love was passing it to him and they turned the ball over and what you seen was you seen all of the nets sprint down the court. You seen all, you seen the Cavaliers get back, but it was a five on four because LeBron did not sprint back. He stayed in the back, way in the back, out of bounds. Did not commit to run back and play on defense. And I said to myself, I'm like, that's 
that's kind of selfish and kind of pouty if you ask me but uh that don't take away from the fact that i think lebron should be the point guard going forward next cavaliers news is Dwayne wade is coming off the bench for the first time in his career man and he's had a, a glorious career for him to be coming off the bench is something now do i think this is gonna last i think this is i think this is mainly because derrick rose and Dwayne wade was your starting backcourt like you can't have two guys who play the same in the backcourt like you need you need some shooting out there Derrick Rose ain't giving you no three-point shot. Dwayne Wade didn't give you no three-point shot. But what both of them can do very well is they can attack the lane. But you need a shooter out there. And you and that's a, this is why Dwayne Wade isn't the starter on the team no more. Now, I wonder, when Isaiah Thomas comes back, is that a situation where they say, you know what, D-Wade, we want you to be back in that starting lineup? Because Isaiah can stretch the floor. He has the ability to to break down the defense, stretch the floor, and stretch the floor. Um, he can go inside and outside despite his small stature. Um, you wonder if you, if this is maybe like an indefinite thing until Isaiah Thomas comes back. Because me personally, I still think that Dwayne Wade should be the starter over J.R. Smith. Um, J.R. Smith is an exceptional six-man, seventh-man role player. Um, and I say that based on the fact that when he gets hot, he's hot. But when he is struggling, he's struggling. It's like, it's like coming home and deciding that you want to fry some chicken. You know, you 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 got your you got your old Crisco bottle with all the old grease that you had. You pour it in the in the skillet and you let it bubble up. And then you you know you're prepping your chicken, and then you put the chicken in the grease, and then you know you let it cook. And then you go to turn it. You let it cook on the side for however long you let your cook chicken cook on the side. And then you turn it, and they got that nice golden brown. Just just looks delicious, and the chicken just looks good as you cooking it. It's either that with Jr. Because when the shot is on, it's on. Or you do the same thing and you fry that chicken, and then when you turn it, it's black, and the grease just turned black, and everything just looks nasty, and it is burnt. And, and and you gotta throw the chicken away and you gotta throw the grease away and then you mad because you just wasted good chicken and 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 and, and didn't buy no grease because you want to be lazy and now you gotta go to KFC and church's chicken to eat their chicken and they chicken just all greasy filled and, and make you make your stomach hurt and make you feel some type of way. And then they biscuits, I mean they biscuits is pretty good, but you know, you gotta have like you gotta have like some 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 nice juice or something, and then it could be a situation where you just decide that you just don't want to cook on on Tuesday, and and I mean you you don't want to eat out on Tuesday, and, and you cook the chicken and, and it's and it's just nasty, and then you gotta go get that you gotta go get that two piece special from churches. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm way off topic, but. Back to my point. Um, J.R. Smith to me is is best suited as the sixth man of this team. Um, so you, I wonder if this is like a temporary thing until Isaiah Thomas comes back. Um, but that has been another episode for Calves the World Turns. Calves the World Turns, or was it Calves or Calves My Children? Look, insert your favorite, insert your favorite, uh, your favorite soap opera, and just put Calves in the front of it. I don't know. <laughs>
Um, next story. This is about Eric Bledsoe. Now I touched about I touched on this uh last week. Um, about teams that he should go to. Um, a lot of teams, Milwaukee, New York, Cleveland, some other teams. I don't think they have the pieces to to trade for Bledsoe. They have the pieces, but is it be a situation where Phoenix is dumb for taking those pieces, or the the teams that they got, you know, that are interested in them are dumb for giving away valuable assets for the future for Eric Bledsoe? Don't get me wrong, Eric Bledsoe is a nice guard. I mean, granted, he let Lonzo hit him up for for twenty nine, but he, he's still a good two way, um, a two way guard who can who can do a lot of good things on the court now where's his fit at where's his best fit at me personally i looked at teams um and and two teams to me came to mind now when Kyrie was on the trading block i said phoenix should go after him because i felt like if he was gonna go to cleveland Kyrie wanted to go to uh Kyrie wanted to be his own man um go to go to phoenix he could be his own man. He got he has the pieces down there. Phoenix could have been something special, man. I'm trying to tell you. But, you know, they traded him to Boston and the rest is history. You know, shout out to the Celtics because after that two-game losing streak that they went on, they that they pulled off four straight. Um, looked like that team is coming together just like I said it would. And, and, and they're playing some expired basketball with, um, despite missing probably their second best player on the team. But um Eric Blesso. I say Eric Bledsoe, if you Eric Bledsoe, you want Orlando or you want Denver to call you. I mean, I'll just pick two teams from each conference. Um, I say Orlando because when you look at this team, this team is actually very solid. Like, I, initially, I looked at the team and I said they have a lot of overflow at a lot of different positions. Um, they got an overflow at two guard. They got an overflow at three. They got an overflow at four. They got an overflow at five. But they ain't really got no point guards. Um, no capable starting point guards. DJ Augustine is a bench is a is a role player type of point guard, and he's a very he's very good at what he does. Don't get me wrong, but they need a guy who could come in and be a, a media starter and and, and, and and elevate that team. Eric Blesso is the guy. Now, what do you trade? Look, you got Bismack Biombo. He he ain't that good. <laughs> You got Mario Hazonia. I mean, he's a top five pick. So, eventually, the potential could kick in. But, I mean, if he kind of plays the way he's been playing so far this year, I think this is pretty much what you're going to get from the guy. But, I think Orlando has I think Orlando has the pieces. And if they feel that they can contend for a playoff spot this year, and I think in this East, um, it's very, very possible. You know, trade a first-round pick or a future first-round pick and get yourself a very capable point guard. Maybe you can get... And then you can have Alpha Prayton coming off the bench. And he could be... He could lead that second unit. Um, because right now, Alpha Payton is playing like a, a, a second unit point guard. Now, for Denver, you look at their team. Their team is nice, you know, with Jokic and Paul Millsap and Wilson Chandler. I mean, they got the pieces. They re- just re-signed Gary Harris to an extension. You know, you got Jamal Murray. You got Emmanuel Moutier. So, you got young guards there. Um, you could package one or two of those guards. Maybe a pick. Maybe something else that Orlando will really be interested in. I mean, not Orlando. Phoenix will really be interested in. And you go get you Eric Blesso. They're 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 one piece away. They're one experienced point guard away. So if I'm those two teams, 
I'm calling Phoenix and I'm seeing what I gotta do to get Eric Bledsoe in the uh in, in the fray. Now, if you give me a, a, a estimate date on when I think Eric Bledsoe will be traded, I would say the middle of November, and I think he will be traded to Orlando. Eric Bledsoe to Orlando by mid-November, and that's my that's my wild guess that I'm gonna take. <laughs> Last story for the week. Um, Eric Watson, as we all know, he got fired. Um, after leading Phoenix to that horrific 0-3 start. Um, upon being fired, it made me wonder who would be next on the you're fired list. Um, and I, I do some I had some I had a couple interesting candidates in here, man. Um the first one I would I said will probably be the next on the list if they he don't get his act together with his team would be Alvin Gentry. But Alvin Gentry, as you can see, his team is starting to, to kind of buy into what he's doing. He's he's getting some he's getting a little consistent perimeter play from his perimeter guys. Um I look at the offense that he ran when he was with Golden State, and that offense was elite. You seen what they were able to do as an offensive team when he was there as the assistant coach. Um, he was brought in to kind of bring that same offensive mentality to the Pelicans. Um, you know, he he's starting to figure out ways to use Boogie Anthony Davis a little a little more, get him a little more involved with the offense. So their their offense lately has looked very very impressive. But this is the Pelicans, and if you don't have perimeter shooting, um, things can get very ugly really quick. And for what for what they're doing right now, and they're playing very well, they can go on a five, six, seven game losing streak, and Alvin Gentry can be on the hot seat once again. I think it's see just simmer down, just simmer down a little bit right now. You know, you got the butter in the pot. It's not it's not fully uh, melted yet. You know, you still got you still got some chunks in there that you gotta let you know simmer down before you know you for the butter's already melted. So, but I think Alvin Gentry, if the Pelicans go on a little 5-6 game losing streak or a little, a little losing streak in general. I think he would be next up on the list. Another player, another coach that I think is kind of on the hot seat. And I, I would, and then this would be unfortunate, but I think Brett Brown, man, coach for the Sixers. The only reason I say this is because I look at Brett Brown his first few years and I mean, he had a lot of legitimate excuses, right? Um, Nerlens Noel didn't play that whole year. Um, Joel Embiid didn't play for two years. Ben Simmons didn't play for a whole year. Markel Folks is struggling right now, and he's going to miss at least three weeks. Well, he's out indefinitely with a shoulder injury. Um, so he's going to be out for at least the next three weeks. So Sixers rookies has been snake bitten with, with, with playing legitimate time in their, in their initial rookie season. Um, but you look at this team now, like they're, they're really good on paper. They're really good. They have a really solid roster. Even without Markel folks, when you got McConnell and you got JJ Reddick and you got Covington, you Simmons and B, um, Amir Johnson, you brought him in from Boston, uh, Jaleel Okafor, who y'all not really playing, which I don't understand because Jaleel Okafor can get buckets. Um, this team, to me, this team doesn't have an excuse. The East is weak. They should be in contention for a playoff spot right now. 
And right now they're struggling mightily. If this struggle continues, Brett Brown will be out of a job. And this is that's just my fault. That's just my personal opinion on what was going on with Brett Brown. Um, who's another coach? Um, I looked at Terry Stotts, Mike Malone, head coach for the Blazers and the Nuggets, respectively. Um, I don't think Terry Stotts, I don't think neither one of them are going to go anywhere. I just have to put a dark horse in there. I don't think Doc Rivers would go anywhere. That would have been another dark horse candidate. Um, I think if anybody, I think Stan Van Gundy, maybe he would have resigned. Um, let somebody else step into his place. Um, but like I said, the Pistons are doing really, really well. Five and two right now, currently on the season. Um, is it five and two? Three, four, five. Four or five, <laughs> one of them. But uh, the business are doing really, really well this year, this year so far. Um, so I don't think I don't think none of them are legit jit on the hot seat. Um, but I think those are those are dark horse candidates to where if Denver struggles like they normally struggle, I can see Mike Malone not being a part of the team long term. I think if Portland doesn't. Uh, I don't know because I'm still not really sold on Portland. I mean, I kind of am sold on Portland, but like I said, this is the beginning of the year. I haven't really seen them play like legit jit teams yet to 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 really making a a true assumption of of where they are as a squad. And that's just really because I haven't really watched Portland games. That the only game that was the first Portland game that I've watched so far this year was the one against Phoenix because I wanted to see what Phoenix was going to do. But um. If they can string together some impressive wins, Phoenix, Phoenix is on the map. I mean, not Phoenix, but Portland will be on the map. And I don't think they will fire Terry Stotts. But like I said, I had to pick somebody. Oh, another dark horse candidate, Teron Lou. If Teron Lou don't get it together, man, I mean, I don't see him having the job. All right, let's get into the heat of the week, man. Let's get into it. 25, got him, coach. Steve Kerr, what up? Add some fire to your sneaker collection. This is the heat of the week. Alright, heat of the week, man. Um, before I actually get into the actual heat of the week, I want to give y'all some honorable mentions that I had picked up on that had that have that are that's dropping um that you might want to go check out. Or you you're not gonna be able to check out one, but you might want to go you might not be able to check out two, but you might want to check out the one. I mean you'll be able to check out the two. But you probably gonna have to hit the market for them, and I mean, if you're not trying to pay a band and a half for some shoes, then you're probably not gonna be able to get them. So, honorable mentions: um, the Air Jordan 17 Trophy Rooms. These are limited editions. Um, these are actually a collaboration sneaker between Marcus Jordan and Michael Jordan. Marcus Jordan is the uh, former UCF player. Um, he opened his own sneaker spot called the Trophy the Trophy Room. And you, we all know who Jordan is. He's head of the Jordan brand. They came together on a collaboration on a Jordan 17. They called the Jordan 17 Trophy Room Edition. This shoe features a cool gray color suede uh, textile and a textile upper, followed with a mixture of black and metallic gold accents throughout for a luxurious accent. A white uppers, a white rubber also completes the design altogether. Look, these shoes were only exclusively sold in the trophy room. 
So you know somebody got a pair and they put them on the market. And I'm pretty sure that they're probably going to go for over $1,000. So uh, if you want a pair of those and you got the bread to, to spend for them, man, God bless. God bless. Let's get into another Jordan shoe that dropped this week. Um, the Air Jordan 1 Aaliyah. I think I said that right. I don't know if I said that right, but that's the name that's going to be tonight. May. Um, This shoe is, you know, it's, it's an Air Jordan 1. The shadow shoe, this, these are the shadow shoe. They serve as the base, so the Jordans are the base of the shoe. Um, Corduary paneling represents the Swap Me house shoes purchased by her father. And the satin panel Chanel swoosh and orange logo hits were pulled from the LA Kings starter jacket. This collaboration serves as a tribute to our hometown of Los, of Los Angeles. This is actually the second collaboration between May and the Jordan brand. Her first collaboration was the Air Jordan 6s, which were limited to family and friends only. And these shoes are actually kind of dope. You know, they're actually kind of dope. I'm, I was actually very impressed with the ones. The ones, I always talk about underrated shoes with, 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 with certain brands. And I think the ones are slowly coming into that um underrated most underrated shoe and i say that because a lot of people not wearing ones i want my rookie ones to the pistons game a while back and you know it, it, it ain't really go crazy like i thought they was but they were the rookie ones you know what i'm saying so a lot of people sleeping on the ones man anywho let's get into the heat of the week man so heat of the week this week these particular shoes dropped on the 27, the Answer 4s. This low top hooping sneaker features a zip entry down the forefront, which hides the laces of the shoe. It also features the i3 logo along the side of the sneaker. This shoe was created in 2001. It happened to be the model of the shoe in which Iverson infamously stepped over to Ron Lue after hitting the jump shot in the 2001 NBA Finals. Now you look at him, Iverson was the man, Tyrone Lue. Tyrone Lue was a role player. 16 years later, Iverson no showing big three tournament games, and Tyrone Lue was out there winning championships as a coach coaching LeBron James the greatest player in our in my era in my era yes in my era he's not the greatest of all time that still that still belongs to Jordan and Kobe will be my it will, Kobe will be my second let's get into the next <laughs> heat of the week and these are the Nike Air Uptempo Chi-Town editions this shoe is highlighted with the oversized shot on the sides outlined in black Red covers the rest of the shoe, including the rubber outside. This shoe is a part of the City Pack collection, which features the New York and Atlanta edition of the shoe. The Air Up Tempo itself has actually been featured in a lot of a lot of different combinations this year. This is actually it's actually been an impressive year for the uh, Air Up Tempo. So it's been a lot of hit and miss, a lot more hits than misses. Um, but I am actually intrigued to see what they do with this city pack. So the, the Chicago's are red and blue, red and black. I'm sorry, red and black representing the Bulls. Um, you have to be sure that the New York editions are going to be royal blue and orange. And I wonder if those royal blue or orange, uh, 
air up tempos with the Chi-Town representation. I mean, not the the New York representations of the air up tempos. I'm pretty sure they're not because if, if Chicago has Shy on the sides of it, then I'm pretty sure that New York will probably have like NY or something on there. Now, I'm going to be very intrigued to see what they do with Atlanta because Atlanta has all the wacky, quirky color combinations. Have you ever seen the Hawks play on the court? Their their color combinations make your eyes hurt. They really make your eyes hurt. So, are they going to make a shoe that's bright like that or is they going to keep it more subtle? Maybe go give homage to like the Falcons or the Braves or somebody like that because they like, nah, bro, we can't do these extra high colored volume shoes because ain't nobody gonna buy them joints and it's winter time so you know people not about to be out there going crazy with high colored shoes and this brings me to a story when i when i bought my air up tempos the the lime boys i actually wore those on a december night and i had the, the lime the lime vest and somebody made fun of me and said that it was dark it was really really dark outside but when i stepped outside the brightness from the shoes and the vest lit up the <laughs> lit up the street to where they could see where they were going i felt some type of way i wanted to give that person an rko but you know i couldn't do it so yeah <laughs> and that's been my heat of the week man um what, what, what this is a good show man person over there what you think was this a good show Yeah, ain't nobody over there. I told y'all, man. I'm 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 random sometimes. I, I say things that 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 seem good in the moment, and it would seem like it would be in the moment if I had somebody over pretending they were over there, and I asked them like, "Hey, did I do a good show today?" And they was like, and and they nodded with approval. <laughs> hey, man. Look, it's time to go. It's time to go. Bye, bye, man. <laughs> Episode number twenty five is in the books, man. Um, be on the lookout for episode number 26, uh, hard work versus talent. That is the, that is the topic of episode 26 B. So be on the lookout for that, man. I am your host, Tyrone Smith. And before I go, y'all already know what I got to do. Yes. All right, episode 25 in the books, man. I am your host, Tyrone Smith, man. And I'm out of here. Peace. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GEC325. And check out our website at www.gec325.com. Tune in next week for another episode of Got Em Coach.